What's up, everyone? Welcome back. What a fucking crazy weekend we just lived through collectively as Americans. Riddle me this. When are we going to stop living through historic events? I feel like people have been saying that, asking that question for two goddamn years. Two and a half years, to be exact. If you don't know what I'm referring to, and I'm sure you do, I almost refuse to repeat it because I don't want to believe it and I don't want to give it value or realism, but it's, you can't avoid it and you can't lie to yourself that it's not happening. I'm talking about the Supreme Court's decision to destroy 50 years of women's rights, women's health, women's reproductive freedom, and choosing to overturn Roe versus Wade. And because that happened, on Friday, June 24th, here we are on Monday, and this is not the episode that I expected to record or even wanted to record. I thought this weekend, which is my birthday weekend, I thought it was going to go dramatically different, okay? Um, Originally, I planned to record this episode after my birthday weekend with some some positive news and a pep in my step and I actually wanted to record a little segment about advice that I would give to my younger self like what would 30 year old Sophie say to 13 year old Sophie middle school Sophie and that feels wrong and inappropriate to do now it would almost be a lie and a gimmick because I can't give advice to my younger self if I don't know what advice I would give my current self. Here I am, 30 years old, officially an adult, according to, you know, Western cultures. Um, And I'm more clueless and fearful and doubtful than ever, especially due to, you know, the Supreme Court's decision. I feel afraid as a woman. Um, You know, if you want to get technical, I live in the state of Minnesota um, where abortion is most likely safe for years to come. Uh, Our government is made up of Democrats, Um, but that doesn't really mean shit when half the country is struggling. And I have friends in right-leaning, red-leaning states like Arizona. I have a bunch of friends. That's where I went to college. It's where I spent Uh, four years of my life, I have very fond memories of living in Phoenix. And now I'm thinking of my friends who live there and literally do not have the freedom to choose what to do with their uterus. And that is very disturbing. But let's not put the carriage before the horse. I do want to talk about my birthday weekend and just break it down for you because yes, my husband is amazing and he allows me to have a full weekend. My birthday, my literal, the day, this is, this is what's so wrong and rude of the Supreme Court to do to, to me. Let's make it selfish. Let's make it about me. The Supreme Court fucked my birthday because my birthday was literally the day, the day that this heartbreaking, gut-wrenching news came out, June 24th. And now that day, that specific date, is going to be burned into the brains of every woman in America. But let's break it down, okay? So on Friday, uh, before I heard about this news, I woke up excited. 
bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready for the day, ready to turn 30 with optimism and hope in my heart, my husband and I drove to a little town on the very eastern border of Minnesota where you can literally just cross a river and then you're in the state of Wisconsin. This little town is called Stillwater. It's a hot spot, summer location filled with cute. It's almost like a town out of the 1950s, 1960s. It's, it's a town that's lost in time. It has that small Americana charm and vibe with a, a cute little main street and, you know, maybe like five antique stores, five coffee shops and five ice cream parlors like literally the only thing to do in the in the town of Stillwater is shop for antiques drink coffee or um buy yourself an ice cream and that's lovely you know I don't really ask for much other than a dessert uh a a caffeine stimulant and some home decor right so we spent the day walking along main street um, probably spent like five hours there. We got breakfast. I got myself a lovely egg sandwich with sourdough bread. I allowed, I allowed, that's not the right word. I got myself, I treated myself to a slice of strawberry rhubarb cheesecake. Once we ate, um, then we went shopping and I bought myself, oh, I bought myself a really cute, like vintage coffee mug or a tea mug. And my husband bought himself some bookends for his comic book collection downstairs in the basement. And that day was great. And then on the drive home, so like Friday afternoon, maybe around three, four o'clock, my sister texted me uh, and she was like, happy birthday. Hope you weren't planning on getting an abortion today. Kisses. Right. And I was like, "Uh, okay." so I had known about the leaked draft that supposedly within the upcoming weeks or months, the Supreme Court was going to turn it down. Um, But I wasn't aware that that decision was final until my sister texted me with that joke, because that's just our sense of humor. We tried to laugh through dark times. And then I checked the news and lo and behold, like the New York Times had a full live feed where they were updating that feed like every five seconds with the new breaking news story related to Roe versus Wade. And that's how I found out. And um, I cried when I got home. Uh, my husband had to tend to some yard work once we got once we returned. So that allowed me time to, you know, fully investigate what the fuck was going on. And when my husband came back into the house, I was in full on tears. I was I was hot and sweaty and I felt like the world was crumbling around me, which is not false to say, because like, is that hyperbole? Is that um, an over exaggeration to feel like the world and the government is failing you? Uh, I don't think so. And I just started screaming into the universe like, what the fuck happened? How did we get here Like, is this America? Am I living in the right decade? I was screaming on my couch, like screaming up at the heavens. What the fuck is happening? What the fuck happened? Like tears just falling down my cheeks. And my husband was like, oh my God, like, what do I, you know, what do I say? What do I do? Um, And then on Saturday, that depression only got worse. I remember... I was taking a shower sometime on Saturday and 
I that period between turning the faucet on and turning the faucet off, I don't remember what happened <clears throat> in between. Sorry, my voice is <clears throat> my voice is cracking. It's probably because I've been uh, crying for three days straight. The time between faucet on and faucet off, I don't remember. It's almost like I blacked out or my brain just refused to think. My brain refused to work because thinking and existing was too hard and too challenging and too emotional. So I turned off the faucet, which turned off the water. And I stood there in the shower and I was like, did I wash my face? Did I wash my body? I don't remember if I used soap. And I was like, okay, I'm sure that I did. Like, of course I do. I take a shower every day. I've got this on lock. There's no way I just stood here under the running water without moving my limbs to wash myself. Like, I am sure that I did. But that really freaked me out. I was like, oh my God, like, this is depression. Like, this is what people mean when they say, like, time is just passing me by and I don't know Friday from Saturday, July from January. Like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what, um, what season it is, what year it is. Like, this is, this is what people mean when they say that, like, they just lose time because their brain refuses to be aware of anything around them because being aware is simply too challenging. And I experienced that in a very short, you know, downsized version of that. But that was shocking. Um, And on Saturday, my husband and I had a real conversation about like what our marriage might look like in the future. Do we want kids? And if not, let's say I did get pregnant. I am very religious with my birth control consumption, but birth control is not 100% effective. So like, let's just say like something were to happen and I were to get pregnant in Minnesota. Yes, it's still legal, but like, let's prepare for doomsday. And we're already kind of there, right? Like it's not out of the ordinary and it wouldn't be an extreme response to say like, let's just say everything falls apart. And uh, in that same New York Times feed, I read that um, Clarence Thomas, who is probably the most conservative justice on the Supreme Court, he wrote something. He wrote like an opinion piece saying that in future cases, the Supreme Court should also reevaluate the right to same-sex marriage and the right to uh, birth control and contraception. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's not enough that you want to ban abortion. Now you want to ban condoms, birth control, IUDs, like any form of contraception. So in a doomsday scenario, I will no longer have birth control pills to take. My husband might no longer have condoms to wear. Um, What are we going to do to prevent an unplanned pregnancy? And then vasectomy came on the table. And I said, like, it wasn't even really a question. I It was more like a command. I said, like, listen, I've been, it's birth control has been my responsibility for 100% of our marriage. Like we met when I was already on birth control and I've been on birth control up until today. So if shit hits the fan, it's your turn to 
um, follow through with male birth control and get a vasectomy. And to, much to my relief, uh, my husband was like, yeah, totally. Like, I literally don't care. Like, I literally, I will, like, my husband was like, if you really, truly wanted me to get a vasectomy tomorrow, sure. What do I care if my semen doesn't have sperm in it? Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, it's on you, babe. Like, whatever you decide, I will follow you into the dark, okay? Like a goddamn Death Cab for Cutie song. I will follow you into the darkest days of America and conservative bullshit and whatever you want I will do it and that was that was a little the little bit of relief that I needed knowing like okay I still have some control supreme court is trying to eliminate our freedom our choices our control over our bodies but at least in this marriage I have my like my husband has my back right and he is willing to do whatever it takes to make me feel comfortable just like existing as a female in America in the year 2022. What else? So it's also on Saturday, um, we went out for dinner. I dried my tears and we went out for a romantic dinner at like a very upscale, classy restaurant in downtown St. Paul. What did I, I, okay, so I don't eat meat very often and I don't really feel the need to justify like Am I vegan? Am I vegetarian? Am I dairy-free? Am I gluten-free? Like, who the fuck cares? Like, variety is pleasure. Like, I love nothing more in the world than trying different kinds of foods. But the majority of the time, I try to steer clear of red meat. I think I made that decision sometime in 2020 um, just to scale down my red meat consumption. So no pigs, no cows, no bacon, no burgers, um, except if it's a turkey burger. But on Saturday, my birthday, I needed some pleasure. I needed some source of pleasure. Please, God, like the world is falling apart. Can I at least just have a fucking good dinner? You know what I'm saying? So we shared a plate of duck empanadas, delicious. And then I got for the main course, a rack of lamb. Shoot me, scream at me, murder me for eating lamb. I know I'm a terrible person, but give me a fucking break. Okay. We got bigger fish to fry here and it was delicious. I don't remember the last time that I've eaten lamb. I'm sure I've tried at least once or twice in my life, but that rack of lamb, I asked the waitress how she recommended it to be cooked. Cause like I said, I'm not familiar with lamb. And she said either raw or like the next level up. And I love raw food. Like I love sushi. I love steak tartare, like beef tartare. So I was like, yeah, I, I'm down for a raw rack of lamb. And it was so delicious. So moist. Do we do we say that? Uh, juicy. It was delicious. My husband had a burger <laughs> because this place was expensive. Um, my rack of lamb was probably like $50. So my husband was like, like, I'm just going to order the burger for like $20 and try and save some money. We had some cocktails. We had dessert. We had like a panna cotta, delicious. At dinner, my husband handed me my card and I almost started crying because, of course, the card was like, babe, like, even though times are tough right now, um, I will dry your tears for the rest of our lives and I will massage your feet for the rest of our lives and I will always be here for you. 
I've got you, you know, I will do whatever I can to make your life as happy and joyful as possible. And I nearly started crying at dinner. So Saturday started out really rocky, really emotional, but turned out to be okay. You know, the dinner was lovely. Um, and Sunday, Sunday is really where shit changed for me. Because on Sunday, I realized, like, nobody gives a fuck how upset you are about the Supreme Court's decision. Like, Republicans don't care. Lawmakers don't care. The government, like, nobody cares. Like, crying does not make a difference. You know, I, I appreciate, like, venting and getting things off your chest and feeling your emotions. That is all very healthy. And that is part of the healing process. But on Sunday, I felt like I moved into the next phase of my emotions. And that phase was motivation. Motivation to turn tears and sadness into action and progress and change. So on Sunday, um, we we really didn't have any plans. So I had the time to like go on my computer and I full on researched every level of government that I can vote for in the midterm elections in November. So we have governor, we have attorney general, secretary of state, something related to Congress, I forget the title, and then we have mayor. So there's like five people, at least on the Minnesota ballot, it changes based on your zip code. So I can't say it'll look exactly the same for you, but your state will vote this November to elect a new, you know, Uh, governor, all those names I just said, like attorney general, secretary of state, like you will be voting that in the midterms. And I went on my computer and I found out that currently every one of those levels of government is a Democrat. And I'm going to do everything I can to keep it that way. So I wrote on my phone, I wrote down the names of every person who I am voting for in November. I am more than prepared with my choices and with my votes. Because listen, I love that I can vote. I love that I, well, for now, the, the, listen, listen, ladies, listen, listen, ladies. If you are not exercising your, your right to vote now, you don't think conservatives are gonna come for that too? Conservatives are coming for our uterus. They're coming for our birth control. They're coming for our right to vote. They're coming for our right to marry same-sex individuals. They might even come for our right to marry individuals of a different race. Biracial marriage could become illegal. Like, who the fuck knows? Like, okay? So I know that most of my, like, demographic of listeners are women. And listen, ladies, if you're not exercising your right to vote now, you're going to be really sorry that you missed your chance if this becomes a, a hands, handmaid's tale situation and we no longer have the right to vote. Because you've got to be an idiot to think that conservatives aren't at least thinking about that plan within the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. We have to prepare for every right to be stripped away from us. So if you're not voting now, you may never vote again, right? So here's what I want to tell you, okay? And I wrote this on Instagram. I said, if I could make one birthday wish, it would be that every single one of my friends votes. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for because that is not my job. That is even, that's not my right. 
I don't have that level of influence on you. Um, I mean, if I did, I would tell you to vote Democrat because uh, Republicans are coming for our fucking rights. But I'm not going to name names of who exactly you should vote for. But I will tell you that you can Google your ballot ahead of time. That way you're familiar with all the different levels of government. And that way you're familiar with every name on the ballot. So, for example, um, here in Minnesota, we have a, a guy called Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison is the current attorney general, I believe. And every name on the ballot, the online version of the ballot, has a hyperlink to that person's website. So I clicked on Keith Ellison's website. It takes me to his page. And on his page, it has all his issues and promises and uh, opinions listed out. So he says like, promise number one, to protect LGBTQ plus rights. Promise number two, uh, I will defend women's rights, pro-choice, pro-abortion, keep it safe and legal. Promise number three, to crack down on guns and AR-15s and increase the limit of purchase from 18 to 21, right? Like you can fully read what every candidate has to say and their perspective on trending issues that are really important to us right now. And and listen, like knowledge is power, like not to get corny and not to start spewing, you know, cliche mottos, but knowledge is power. I think it's almost a tactic of conservatives to overwhelm you with the number of choices and the number of people on ballots. In the past, I've always voted for president, always, 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 always. Um, but I've never voted for governor. I've never voted for secretary of state. I've never voted for Congress women or men. I've never voted for attorney. Like never, never. I've never voted for mayor. Nothing. It's, it's been president. And then my knowledge stops there. Now, now that, um, the issue of abortion and pro-choice is in the hands of the state, you have to know every branch of state government to truly make a difference. And I'm going to vote Democrat up and down this motherfucking ballot. Uh, the primaries, at least in Minnesota, are in August. And then the midterms are in November. And I will be voting in both. And I have all my names picked out. I feel prepared. I feel educated and knowledgeable. I know exactly who I'm voting for and exactly what that person stands for and how that person, you know, hopefully will protect my rights just as a human being, as a woman, as, uh, you know, how they'll protect my friends, my allies, and the LGBTQ plus community. And I highly, highly suggest you do the same. You know, if you are planning on voting in the midterms, which you fucking better, because voting is a privilege, and not many countries can vote on who their leader is or on who they trust to carry out the responsibilities of the country. Not many countries vote. Um, my Canadian friends, they are equally as shocked and disturbed by the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's decision. But guess what? In Canada, you can't, you don't have the same voting freedom or the same like voting processes that you do here in America. We are very blessed to be able to vote for every single level of the government. So please, like, even though you may not be a political person or you maybe even never th heard the term Secretary of State before, go on Google and type in like Arizona midterm voting ballot 
or make it more specific, like Phoenix 2022 midterm election ballot sample. And, the, and it will have all the names listed there, including links to their websites, including their political parties. So that you can really be sure like, okay, this is a Republican, this is a conservative, this is an independent, this is a Democrat. Knowledge is power, do the research. What else happened Sunday? I opened my presents. I got four presents, really two sets of two. They're kind of grouped together. Um, I got a DVD box set of all the classic monster movies. I'm a huge horror fan. It's my favorite genre in literature, in pop culture. Um, So this DVD box set included like the original Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Phantom of the Opera, The Werewolf, Creature from from the Black Lagoon, all like iconic movie monsters that we all know and love. And these movies have been remade time and time again. But until you see the classics, like... Are you really a fan? You know what I'm saying? So so now, starting today, my husband and I, for the next, I don't know, five weeks, we're going to have Monster Mondays. So every Monday, we're going to watch one DVD from this box set. Uh, What else did I get? I got a, I got two Funko Pops, you know, those little bobbleheads from pop culture. One of them is Dragonite, my favorite Pokemon of all time, excuse me, okay, Um, and Mr. Bean. I love Mr. Bean, uh, an, uh, an icon from my childhood, and also a little piece to remember my dad by. My dad loved Mr. Bean. It was probably my dad who turned me into Mr. B- Mr. Bean. And then um, part of the little Pokemon package, I I got the newest Pokemon game for the Switch. I think it's called like Pokemon Legends. Arceus. I actually don't know what this game entails. It is not like your classic like catch and battle and explore the map. I have been reading it's a little more like advanced than that. Listen, I don't know, okay? I am planning to start the game today and I'm very excited. I charged my Switch overnight. It's got a full battery of power. I'm going to play Pokemon until the cows come home. And I'm going to stay off social media. This is a promise I made to myself as of Monday morning. Right now, social media is not a healthy place for me to be because um, it's full of people who I know are outraged by the Supreme Court's decision. And yet I know, like I know for a fact that some of these people who are so furious do not vote. And uh, to me, you are not allowed to complain about politics if you don't vote for politics. So I have a friend, um, I've known her since college. We've had many discussions about Trump and Biden and Hillary Clinton when that was going on and Bernie Sanders. And we've had talks about like gun rights and uh, abortion rights, you know, all that shit. So I'm not just like, perpetuating some fantasy. I'm not just like assuming shit about her. She has told me that she has not voted in the past two elections because she didn't like either candidate. And I understand that. I understand not fully loving the choices in front of you. But if you refuse to make a choice, it's because you're so privileged 
that you think choice will always be available to you. What if one day all your choices are stripped away? You're going to really fucking regret not making a decision when you had the freedom to. You're going to really fucking regret like, oh my God, I remember, I remember a time when I could choose. I didn't love either choice, but at least I could choose. And I chose to just sit on my hands and do nothing. And here's my way of thinking. Um, If you did not vote in the 2016 election between Hillary Clinton and Trump, this outcome of the Supreme Court is like 0.000001% your fault. Because say you voted for Hillary, maybe Hillary would have won. And if Hillary would have won, she wouldn't have appointed such conservative people into the Supreme Court. Trump did that. Trump appointed three members of the Supreme Court, and they are all conservative dickheads. So here we are, you know, made like like six years later, and we're seeing the results of that Supreme Court that Trump built. We're seeing just how much power they have, just how much control they have, and how skewed and outdated their perspectives are. So if you didn't vote for Hillary, you kind of voted for Trump. Even if you did not vote, not voting is a choice. Not voting for Hillary is just is just giving more ground for Trump. And look what happened, right? So I, you know, I'm very, I'm not like directly mad at her, but to see her like complaining now, like, oh my God, Supreme Court, so terrible. What the fuck? America is awful. Hello? Hello? You think America is so awful? Then fucking vote to change it. This is my biggest like complaint and pet peeve about people in general. I hate, I detest people who complain and then do nothing to improve their situation. If you want to complain about the Supreme Court, but you're also going to vote in November, great, great. Take that rage and turn it into action. But if you're going to complain about Supreme Court and come November, you're going to say, nah, I don't think I'm going to do anything. Then you can go fuck yourself and you should swallow every little complaint back into your mouth because you are part of the problem. And that's it. I don't listen. I don't want to ramble on for too much longer because I'm going to lose my head. I'm already sweating. Okay, like I'm already getting the the flustered sweats over here. It doesn't help that I'm wearing a fuzzy bathrobe in the middle of fucking June. But anyway, that's all. That's all for me. Um, Leave this podcast a review if you enjoy it on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at Sophie Radvan. And if you want more content, if you're a fan of reading, if you're a fan of old school blogs, circa 2005, I have a newsletter and it is linked in the podcast description of this podcast. Or you can go to substack.com and search my name, Sophie Radvan. I love to write. I love to podcast and I love to write. And a newsletter is where I manage to do both. So I hope you have, you know, all things considered. I hope you have a nice day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.